Welcome to the Busy Pastor Podcast. If you're interested in leadership and ministry coaching, go to busypastor.org slash coaching. Join the Busy Pastor community today by going to busypastor.org, filling out the form, and you will receive more free resources, starting with our Fab Five resource, helping you determine the five things only you can do. And so, so let's go back to this this invitation uh, conversation. So, yeah. uh, which is really the next point here. Number five is 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 to to teach your people and and give examples to your people on how to invite their friends. Yeah. And uh, so so talk about this principle. Yeah, that's big because you can tell people to invite people all day long, but it's still hard for people to do that. How do they do that? So give them examples. You know, these are in the weeks leading up to uh, your your big day. Um, these are examples of how to do that. So in your sermons, you know, give some examples. In the announcements, give some examples. You might do it on social media in some some form or fashion, but like right. some kind of card, you know, business size card or whatever that they can actually use to hand to somebody with the details that says you know, come to this or, you know, through social media, there's a, there's an image or a logo or something that they can share with their friends. Give them examples of conversations that they're have, that they will have that right. can lead into, you know, oh yeah, oh, by the way, our church is doing this thing. You know, it might be a mailer. Um, and so, you know, when it's a mailer that comes in the mailbox, you could ask your neighbors, Hey, did you get that in the mail? Yeah, that's where I go. Love, love for you to go. So those kinds of things, you know, there are, you, everybody listening has, knows about door hangers and block parties and those kinds of things that happen in the community to try to, you know, get some momentum there and try to give people opportunities to um, invite. Sometimes, you know, we've used like those real estate signs that people can yard signs that they uh-huh. can put in their front yard, which yeah. is a, a really good thing to do when when your kids are involved in sports and school activities and those kinds of things, you know be intentional, you know, giving them some intentional ways to say, here's how you can invite everybody on your team or, you know, let your kids have a slumber party the weekend before on that Saturday. And then everybody wakes up on Sunday and goes to church. Things like that are just like practical ways that people might go, oh, never thought about that. I'd love to do that. And I could bring my whole basketball team or softball team or whatever. They'd all stay the night at our house and we could bring the entire team. So, you just want to come up with as as many examples and try to use those uh, to train your people how to do it. Absolutely. And, and several weeks before a big event yeah. that we do, we are we are encouraging our people, um, and this is what you want to be doing to begin to pray about who yeah. can you invite. Mm-hmm. So so this this day is is three weeks out. Pray about who in your life mm-hmm. that you've been intentional. Yeah. To develop a relationship with or you have a relationship with that you can invite. Yeah. And we've done things where, you know, the card, write the name down, take it with you, and then just keep that somewhere, you know, in your in your house that you can continue to pray for them. We've written names on boards, you know, and not got specific, like, you know, so that if somebody shows up and saw their name, hey, that's me. No. Not that blatant, but just like my brother or whatever, and just kind of put those up on a board and then have people pray over that board on a consistent basis. Things like that are just, you know, visual ways to, you know, remind people to pray. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what's what's our next principle? So, yeah, to- the next one would be just like how to, you know, build momentum. Mm-hmm. So you need to build momentum and you want to you want to be able to do that so people can start to build uh, participation 
uh, anticipation. I mean, and and that that's helpful when you're when you're using it in the sermons prior to the big day, or when you're using these other uh, media components to do that. Uh, because if the goal is to invite everybody or bring somebody on church that day, they need to know that you know what the why is behind that. And yeah. so now you're talking about you know just this um, burden right. for those who are lost. And when you're when you're preaching this prior to that day, or you're talking about it in some way, you know th- this holy unrest. Like, man, yes, we care about people who are far from the Lord, and yes, you know, on this day, God is going to move, and yes, we believe that He's going to save people, and yes, we believe that He can do this. And so, as you're talking about that, and as you're preaching about these things, that builds momentum and anticipation, you know, mm-hmm. for for people to actually do it and. And then a lot of times, um, I think it's helpful to actually on that big day start a brand new series, or at least you know the next Sunday you're starting a brand new series. You know that would be, you know uh, uh, maybe more practical. You know maybe a three or four week more practical, maybe on marriage or parenting or something like that. So that if the lost person comes and yes, here's the gospel and you know makes the decision, fantastic. Or if he doesn't. You can still encourage him and say, hey, next week, you know, the new series we start is on marriage. Right. And that might be one of those hooks where they would say, okay, well, we'll come back for that. Um, so, so something intentional like that would be uh, at least worth uh, thinking about. That way you're continuing that momentum that you've built up. Yeah. And I love this this principle of momentum here because when you do a, when you do a big event or a big day like this, you're not just seeing the momentum of of you know, a growing attendance and people come into faith and, and which is, that's the goal. But yes. you, then you have all these other effects mm-hmm. of a big day, mm-hmm. right? You get the momentum of relationship and yes. like your people being together. They go from being <clears throat> side by side in a service to face to face, doing something together, yeah, right? And, and those types of intangibles mm-hmm. uh, help grow your community yeah. Uh, in, in ways that that are really hard to fake or yeah. or to to kind of put together, you know, in in different types of ways. And so, uh, yeah. when we're when we're you and I are praying for someone specific, a neighbor, a friend, by name, asking God to save them, you know, and we've been praying about this person for weeks, and then on this day, the person shows up. I mean, how excited are you and I? Yeah. And this, that's what happens with your people. Right. As they see God moving in the lives of all these other, you know, these people that they've been praying for and caring about, that's, that builds faith, it builds momentum, it builds energy, like, and it reminds us that, yes, we are on the mission of God here together. And so that side-by-side, face-to-face prayer time and, and seeing Absolutely. God work, and then, you know, when that person does come to faith, that's just like a grand slam. It's just like, oh my gosh, yes, God is working. He's faithful, mm. and, and um, that's what we that's what we're all about. Yep, and that's that's the momentum we want to see yeah. from a day like this. And and so, uh, principle number seven as, yeah. as we continue the conversation here, I think you just want to you also want to focus on the next step, mm-hmm. and so the next step could be yes receive Christ uh, but you know maybe maybe you're not a Billy Graham evangelist you know and there's not gonna you don't see that doesn't mean it's not a win uh, because you're talking about the next step the next step for them might be 
uh, salvation, it might be baptism. Maybe they've never been baptized. And so Mm -hmm. that's an opportunity. The next step might be come back next Sunday. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the next step might be get in a small group. Um, you want to present, uh, the gospel on that day. And I would, I would, yes, give them an opportunity to respond to that, but you don't want to like hammer it so hard and just like come off like you're begging for decisions. And then if nobody makes a decision, it's like, oh, you know, you lose all this steam. Like, no, like we expect God to move um, and we do our part and that's all we do. Yeah. And then the re- we leave the results up to God. Right. And so we don't get discouraged, you know, if one person responds or if no people or if 20 people, whatever the response is, that's that's left to God. The The joy is in the journey and um, the joy is in, you know, challenging people to take their next step. Right. And so it may not be today. It may be next week or the following week or, or down the road. So you, you want to focus on that next step. Yeah. And then this final principle after the next step is really important. Yes. So I, I would say that, you know, you could have started with this one. We probably. could have started with this one, you know, <laughs> no, I mean, they all build on each other. Yeah. And in, in no particular order, I guess, but you, you need to have a solid guest experience system. Yes. Um, if you're not ready for new people, chances are God's not going to send any new people your way. And so how do you get ready? Um, well, there's a lot of things, you know, involved in the guest experience, you know, from when they first walk up to the door and get out of their car, you know, to also what does follow up look like? Right. And so, you know, the, this is this is a huge, probably should do a whole episode on the guest experience system. We, we probably will in the future, but um, this is one of those things where you've got to have a volunteer team that is directing people to park. Yep. Is um, saying hello to people as they get out of their car. You have clear directional signs. Where do I go? And uh, sometimes you need to bring in outside friends to come to your church so that they can be first-time guests at your place and so they can give you some helpful info. Just say, man, I didn't know where to go. I couldn't find the bathrooms. There weren't trash cans where I needed them. <laughs> I was lost. It, was, it wasn't clean, whatever it is. And so we need to know all that because when they get out of the car, they, they need to feel welcomed and they mm-hmm. need to know where they're going. And when, if they've got kids, you know, that check-in process with kids, do they feel like it's safe? Do they, you know, is it clean? Are the volunteers friendly and warm? All of that is important to people in our context. And, and then as they, you know, as they come into the auditorium, are you embarrassing them or are you giving them a safe place to just kind of experience, you know, I think gone are the days where we're asking people to stand up and who's a first time guest today, you know, right. that, ah, oh, that was always cringy anyway, but you know, some people just, you know, they, especially non-believers, they just want to, you know, kind of be in the shadows to kind of experience the day before they want to be known or they want to take that first step and fill out a, you know, first time guest card or whatever that might be. But it's it's vitally important that you're able to um, connect with first time guests. They know where to go. You're giving them information. You're making it clear. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to follow up on them. If you're just getting that information and you're not following up on them at all, then that's another piece of the guest experience. Like, what do you do with that information? Do you get an email? Do you get a phone call? Do you get a letter? You know, people praying over them, yes. a handwritten letter, which I think is is really good. 
Um, so all of those things are a part of, you know, a big day because the last thing you want to do is get some new people in your building and then not do anything with them. You know, you, you want them to, to experience, you know, friendships and friendly people and have a good experience. Um, and then you want to be able to reach out to them and encourage them to come back. So I guess experience is a, is a, and a follow-up system is, is really, really important. You need help and volunteers in order to make that happen. You also need, so say someone does, you know, say, yeah, they want to commit their life to Christ. Okay. What do they do? Where do they go? Is that an easy like step for them? Are you making them come down the aisle in front of people? Are you giving them a website to go to? Is there a room that they can go to afterwards? Do you have trained counselors that are prepared and ready that day? Again, I'd rather have tons of people there and ready to counsel just in case the spirit moves and there's a lot of people here that need to respond. Um, and, and, and I'd rather that than only have one or two ready and then, you know, three or four multiple people come, you know, back to make a decision. And now what am I doing? Well, now I've got one person trying to counsel two or three people at a time and that's not helpful or good for anybody. So you want to over-prepare on counselors and, you know, all of that aspect so that you're ready and, and you're prepared for decisions that, that might happen. If you're not prepared then I'll, you know, most likely those decisions won't come. And so I think God blesses our preparation and, um, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to, we're, we're praying that God saves X number of people. I never do that, but I, I just want to be ready, right. you know, and, and just watch and see what God does. Yeah, man, that's so good. God blesses our prayers. He blesses our preparation mm-hmm. and he blesses our intentionality in the moment and he blesses our follow-up, you know, throughout the week when, yeah. when we're, when we're saying, yeah, this is a day that we're really going to give a lot of our bandwidth to yeah. our, our people bandwidth, yeah. our budget bandwidth, mm-hmm. our time bandwidth. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be something that, you know, yeah, that's going to be excellent. I think, uh, we have seen yeah. here at FC God do some amazing things. Yeah. Really that kind of go beyond our expectations of what the day is going to be. Oh, absolutely. So often. often. And, you know, whether it's Easter, you know, just, you know, whether, whether we're going off site to go to a bigger venue or or something like that, or we're doing multiple services, Mm -hmm. you know, just opening up that space, telling our people to invite people, having an evangelistic, you know, mindset and heartbeat that builds that culture into your people. And they get in a rhythm of where they're inviting people and, you have some of these days, God just, he'll, he'll start filling up those rooms and uh, you'll see, you'll see decisions happen and you'll see momentum build, I think as a result. And some of the, sometimes when we were, especially in smaller spaces, we always had an overflow room ready too. Yeah. And there were a handful of days that we, we put budget into um, some space and some equipment and some chairs that we rented and that kind of thing as an overflow space. And then like, you know, maybe you used it. <laughs> One yeah, person right. was there. And, you know, I, I'm still glad we did it. I don't think it was a waste of money or energy because we were telling God, we have faith that, you know what, you might bring so many people on this Sunday. We want to be as ready and prepared as possible. And so, you know, we can laugh about it, but, you know, there were days when we had overflow rooms and 
there were people in them. Yeah. And so, you know, you just, you just expect, Absolutely. expect great things from God when you attempt great things for, for God. Right. Is that, did I get that right? I think you did. Okay. Yeah. J- yeah. Jim Elliott. Jim Elliott. So you just want to make the attempt, you know, step out in faith. Um, you're not, you're not going to say X number of people are doing this or that. You're just saying, Hey, we're going to prepare and we're going to do our part. We're going to preach the gospel. You invite people. We're all inviting people. And let's just see what God does. And uh, oftentimes he shows up in ways you never dreamed. Thank you for listening to the Busy Pastor Podcast on the power of the big day. As we close today's episode, we want to invite you to do a few things. First, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Busy Pastor. And secondly, if you like today's episode, subscribe to the Busy Pastor and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Busy Pastor podcast is produced by Marcus Bowling, video production Jake Tipton, audio engineer Brian Pathick, and graphics by Zach Shaddix. We'll see you next time here at the Busy Pastor podcast. Till then, let's be busy with the right thing.